Thank you for joining us for the Advancing Oceanside podcast, brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. The Advancing Oceanside podcast hosts business and community leaders from all industries to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for a prosperous economic climate here in Oceanside. Today, we are joined by Dr. Chowdhury, a practicing psychiatrist in the greater San Diego area and one of the few select providers for transcranial magnetic stimulation therapy. Before we get too much into detail, this interview does include information on depression, its causes, and various treatments which may trigger an emotional response in some audience members. As a reminder, if you or someone you know is experiencing thoughts of suicide or self-harm, please seek immediate help and call 911. People in a state of crisis are also encouraged to call the 24-Hour Crisis Center hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. Known in North County as CalTMS, the California Medical Behavioral Health specializes in anxiety and depression treatment using transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS, therapy. Transcranial magnetic stimulation therapy is a non-invasive, non-systemic, non-drug treatment for depression. The therapy uses a targeted pulsed magnetic field, similar to that of an MRI machine, to stimulate the underactive area of your brain thought to control your mood. Dr. Chowdhury goes into detail regarding how TMS therapy works and the supporting research behind the treatment's success. This interview is meant to share an alternative method to treating depression, and any of the doctors with CalTMS would be happy to discuss if this type of therapy is right for you. So, without further ado, let's hear from Dr. Chowdhury. Welcome, Dr. Chowdhury. How are you doing today? I'm doing just right, and thank you for having me. Good. Yes, we are excited to have you and to share your expertise and then the amazing work that you're doing, some stuff that I ha- haven't even learned about um, or really explored. So I'm really excited to kind of touch into that area. Um, so can we start by just getting a little background on yourself um, and how you got started with CalTMS? I um, have uh, about 40 years of uh, being a physician and uh, 28 years. I have been a psychiatrist treating behavioral health uh, issues. Over the last 17 years, I have been in San Diego County and I have a full circle of behavioral health practice. That's great. And you just opened up your new shop here in Oceanside. So we're, we're really excited to have you um, as part of the Oceanside community. But um, can you talk to us about what CalTMS is and, and what you guys specialize in? Yes, um, CalTMS is um, specifically a transmagnetic stimulation to manage depressive disorders without medications. And uh, so at California Medical Behavioral Health, our focus on helping people with depressive disorders in which we could have non-pharmacological intervention uh, treatment modality called transmagnetic stimulation is what Cal TMS is for us. Okay. All right. 
Um, I know we'll get into a little more detail about how all of this works, um, but since it is Mental Health Awareness Month, I'd like to take some time just to educate everyone listening on your work, work with depression. So specifically, um, what is depression? How is it caused? Who does it affect? Um, are some individuals more susceptible than other individuals? Just kind of give us um, a brief overview of depression as a mental health. Well, <clears throat> depression is a significant issue or problem uh, disorder, uh, which, you know, about 17 million adults in the United States uh, suffer at least one major episode of major depressive disorder. And lifetime prevalence could be as much as more than 20% of the population. And, and 12 month prevalence is about 10%, which is quite significant and it costs uh, uh, $240 billion worth of loss, and uh, at least 40% of it is directly relating to depressive disorder. The rest of it could be uh, lack of em employment because of depression. It could be uh, economic uh, setback because of depression. So that, that's quite significant loss in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some signs and symptoms of depression um, and maybe some that employers um, may, may see with, within their employees? Uh, well, as um, I highlighted, it could affect children, adults at all ages and that uh, some are more susceptible than others because of uh, genetic predisposition, familial uh, streak of uh, disorder being transmitted to children and uh, factors like um, uh, substance abuse can accentuate it when people are trying to overcome. They could end up having two issues, comorbidity rather than just depression. However, uh, signs and symptoms could be, for example, lack of interest, uh, spending a lot of time in the bed, or it could be lack of uh, motivation to do things. It could be compromised sleep, either initiating or maintaining sleep. Uh, it could be lack of concentration, compromised attention, feeling hopeless. And it can go on to significant social compromise, occupational compromise, and even in uh, more drastic situations, thoughts of suicide and eventual, obviously, uh, fatalities that uh, occur if it is not uh, addressed, uh, managed at a level that we wish we could. Absolutely, and I know you touched on um, how many Americans are suffering from it. Um, how prevalent, I know you talked about how prevalent the disorder is, but have you seen an increased number of cases due to the pandemic? Yes, this is an excellent question, and I tell you, now we are far ahead in awareness. I do recall my own experience where two, three patients came our way where a lot of physical health issues were uh, uh, presented and multiple emergency visits, you know, multiple workup by different specialists, specialists like neurologists, uh, orthopedic people with pain expressed as, uh, as untraceable, as to no reason for it. Etc. So that that stimulated the interest further, and we realized that uh, that a treatment with antidepressant medications and other modalities actually relieved such symptoms that were physically expressed. Technically, 
It could be like I highlighted earlier, the neurovegetative symptoms where lack of motivation, lack of interest, lack of sleep, lack of appetite, et cetera, causing compromise. The other factors that have been seen with this pandemic have been cognitive compromise, meaning mental fog, uh, and sometimes emotional anxiety and paranoia kicks in. People have somatic expressions, nausea, vomiting, gastric discomfort, and arthralgia, pain in joints can be expressed by the persons and it ends up taking us into the arena, uh, wondering is physical problems, but finding out there's no reason it was depression. So I hope I comprehensively expressed the symptoms uh, of depression and especially this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, pro propagated it to a point where it became more, more concerning. Yeah, absolutely. And with everything going on, the pandemic, um, people watching the news and everything else, I'm sure those numbers skyrocketed. Um, how serious do you think the lack of treatment and care for mental health illnesses is? Um, and how often do you think depression goes untreated? It's quite significant because the, the fact of human nature is when we need help, we don't reach out. And when others who are willing to reach out for us, not aware what to look for, it can cause a lot of ignorance on addressing the depressive disorders. And then people get into self-treating by using substances, by getting into behaviors that may feel better, and then not really getting a grip on getting the treatment for depression, and their life does tumble uh, unfavorably, adversely, and it could sometimes become too late in, a, in extreme situations. But uh, overall, uh, overall, there's a significant condition, depression that exists and uh, not adequate uh, management assessment done. However, we are becoming better as, as, as the world evolves with social media helps and so forth and the family members become more educated. So that is, I believe is, happening that uh, a lot of depression exists, but very little gets addressed. Right, absolutely. And and some of the symptoms that you mentioned may be some things that people sleep under the rug um, in terms of lack of appetite or um, staying in bed. You know, maybe people just think um, I'm tired today, but really it's, it's um, depression kind of hiding itself. Um, and I think that leads nicely into my next question, which is, do you think the movement towards removing the stigma from mental health, that's a big topic in today's society, um, do you think that's helped more individuals seek treatment? You just said, obviously, um, social media. So I would assume that that the removal of that stigma is, is really helping. Definitely. I think education helps us improve uh, our wisdom enhancement. Education helps us improve uh, recognizing, observing something that exists and we become more aware, awareness increases. It also can help us enhance our motivation, reach out to the professionals, and uh, hopefully the uh, experiences people have by their word of mouth, they could be spokespersons for others. And I've seen that happen in different communities from time to time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, now I want to get, since we've covered depression and, and, and where it comes from, who it affects, I want to get into treatment. Um, so before we talk about what you guys do, you mentioned, obviously you can take antidepressants, but what are some other common treatments for depression? Um, like I said, um, I have been full circle of psychiatric, uh, 
practice and behavior health uh, management. I have levels of federal qualified health center, uh, acute care in the hospital setting, uh, partial hospitalization at subacute setting, intensive outpatient treatment. Uh, these days we have telepsychiatry and so forth. Within the scope, as you mentioned, the medications, antidepressants are one of the modalities. The others are, I personally take it to even dietary uh, changes, not even changes, uh, dietary awareness. awareness. There are foods that are rich in tryptophan. And if we have that, we have enzymes that can convert tryptophan to serotonin, which has been recognized as deficiency of which causes depression and even anxiety. Um, then other things that can be thought of and have been thought of in the past are neurofeedback, biofeedback, uh, even electroconvulsive therapy, which is a little bit of a drastic approach, uh, creating seizure and uh, correcting it. But when somebody is recognized with severe depression, closer to suicidality or suicidal thoughts, then such, such modalities are executed with significant success. And then transmagnetic stimulation has been most recently, over the last 10, 11 years, been becoming more and more uh, popular as non-invasive, non-psychopharmacological approach, which means non, not, not taking antidepressant medications or taking less of them, because sometimes uh, there could be risks of uh, side effects and so forth, depending on your physical health condition. So those are the different modalities that we use for uh, for treatment of depression. Okay. And psychotherapy. So different, okay. uh, uh, different approaches of psychotherapy. And sometimes comorbid issues are identified and they're managed as well. Okay, absolutely. Um, obviously you guys specialize in transcraniomagnetic stimulation. So how explain to me how that works. It is, <clears throat> uh, it is done with the help of um, a machine we are able to do something called brain mapping by, by identifying the prefrontal cortex. There is a motor strip that we are able to do the magnetic stimulation to identify that precisely. And then the, the data is put into the, the system and we're able to, at a safe spot, have the spot where the magnetic coil will be placed on the scalp outside, it's non-interventional. It's just magnetic stimulation, which means at a cellular level, the neurotransmitters can be readjusted without needing to use medications. Uh, and that maintenance can help people overcome depression and overcome uh, ongoing feedback mechanism obstructions to uh, to have uh, improvement in their quality of life. Okay, that's that's very interesting, and I'm always interested in ways to um, treat things without using medicine. Doing more of um, non-invasive, maybe a, more of a holistic approach in that aspect. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the research behind TMS therapy? I think it is FDA approved. Enormous uh, data has been observed, recognized. And over many years, it is being done actually. And then most recently, FDA approving it for depressive disorder. Although uh, in clinical judgment approach, it has been used for mood disorders, addiction disorders, 
OCD, etc. Again, same concept of reshuffling uh, the neurotransmitters favorably to achieve such benefit. So the safety has been established, and of course, uh, the benefits have been clearly established. I do recall an event where a veteran required um, two million plus dollars spent over two years of time with the veteran administration paid, and this is within our practice. What we did was we did the transmagnetic stimulation, and for the same amount of time, subsequent two years, there was no hospitalization, no institutionalization, and it was treated for less than $54,000 over two years period compared to two million plus. Same person, same time period, and it saved a lot of uh, uh, economic uh, expense, and uh, uh, it also improved quality of life of that individual, we were able to subsequently pull him into vocational rehabilitation and so forth. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I'm curious about kind of the time frame and um, how someone may know if TMS therapy is right for them. And then once they do start this process, how long does it take for them to start seeing results? Okay. <clears throat> when individuals have, for example, physical health issues where taking medications can actually cause them more side effects, which may be a balance uh, that may not be favorable for the person. And there's a lot of people who do not want to take medications. Yeah. And I come across a lot of psychotherapy providers, uh, therapists who come and say the same thing. So respecting people's, respecting their bodies to not burden their livers to detoxify medications, the TMS does become a modality that becomes attractive to, to try. So that is someone who does not want medications, TMS could be a very appropriate treatment modality. And the other things are that when, uh, when uh, other antidepressants have been tried and have given very little or no benefit and different type of antidepressants have been tried with limited results, in that case, we also try refractory agents to enhance the antidepressant benefits and if we do not succeed, TMS does become an, uh, a reasonable modality to try uh, to achieve the benefits. And then I think 75 to 80% people respond quite significantly and favorably. I've heard people who sleep better the next day. I'm not wow. saying all of them, but I have mm -hmm. seen some. Then I've seen after about eight to 10 treatments, significant improvement expressed. The total number of treatments is of 36. You do the brain mapping and treatment day one after assessment, and then subsequently 35 more treatments. So it does require discipline. Yeah. However, halfway through, sometimes we say, decrease the frequency of treatments, increase the maintenance of treatments. So a person could have a consistently improved life on a, on a basis for example, we could go as little as once a week treatment or once every other week treatment, and okay. that becomes very easy to do. Okay, and okay. Uh, those are the kind of things I hope uh, would be helpful to people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm obviously very intrigued by this. Um, it's not invasive. So what does it feel like? Or can you give us kind of a uh, understanding of that? <laughs> yes, the best I could say and simplest is uh, we have heard something called uh, MRI. This is magnetic okay. resonance 
for imaging. And this MRI is a magnetic stimulation, which is precisely what TMS is. Right. Okay. So it is much less, uh, I think, uh, intense in terms of its tolerability to the body has already been established as MRI being done a lot of times, right? So it is, like I said, it's non-invasive. We find a spot after doing the brain mapping. Mm-hmm. And that stimulation is magnetic. It is not electrical stimulation at all. And that's safest way to, to stimulate the brain. And, uh, and uh, because it is not very intense, therefore, the stimulation is adapted first. Uh, brain starts to adapt the, 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 the noise that the MRI machine makes. So, for example, we give four seconds worth of it to make sure person is tolerating it. And if there is no uh, uh, significant obstruction, we continue it and and patient becomes uh, quite comfortable with ability to adapt to that stimulus. And then the stimulation occurs, like I said, over a period of time with repetitive stimulation uh, at a cellular level of the brain. Mm -hmm. And that is precisely what I believe uh, TMS is finally accepted. And then we go up on the percentage of stimulus. We start with low, and then we go high as the person tolerates it. And, of course, we see the improvement in symptoms, which are comorbid symptoms like anxiety and other things, improvement in sleep. So we keep very close observation, and we are able to propagate it through good resolution level and know that how frequently or how intense stimulation may be required for a particular individual. So we tailor cut the needs uh, of the patient. Okay, yeah, that's incredible. If, if people were wanting to learn more or um, wanting to encourage someone to um, seek, seek treatment, um, how can they reach you or, or how can they learn more? Yeah, they can reach us through uh, our uh, website and. Uh, Actually, on Google, there should be enormous information on the three, four, five different machines. Neurostar is one of them, Mm -hmm. and there are others. And people can, for example, for us, they can do caltms.com. And uh, there's social media at caltms, or they can call us. Uh, That is 800-985-7580 is the number. So we're able to help uh, as far as education and enhancement or any questions people have, they call us frequently. Yeah, absolutely. And I visited your website and it was really easy to find um, some information. Obviously I had come into this not really knowing anything. So the website laid it out really nicely. And then I'm, I'm excited. I got the opportunity to hear um, some more from you. Um, before we wrap up this interview, we provided a lot of really great information and education just on depression alone, but also on um, the various treatments. I know you are new to the Oceanside community, um, but what does it mean to you to advance Oceanside? What it means to me, it is a, a it's something I have over the years. I like that area because it pretty much is the last town in mm-hmm. San Diego County in my perception before you go towards Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. The veterans in that area attracts me the most. The uh, moment I see the Camp Pendleton area, I have a lot of respect for veterans. And that was one of the major uh, variables that drove me to say, okay, 
let's go there and there is look regular non veterans exist as well as veterans exist mm -hmm. there is a good scope of uh, being useful to the population overall was the was the reason why there's some geriatric population and there are uh, opportunities that that could allow us to educate the community and work closely with the with the community leaders and uh, find ways to be useful to the population in general and find ways to be useful for some of them who may not be able to afford we are trying to create scholarships to accommodate the community at large in oceanside california yeah absolutely and i i think you guys do have an area that you can really help obviously mental health is something that is really important in seeking treatment and encouraging others um, to get the help that they need is important so um i'm appreciative that you guys are here and a part of our community and um, i'm excited to continue to educate um not only our membership but also all of those who follow us on social media on on what you guys do and how you can help so um thank you so much again for joining me today i really appreciate everything that you're doing and, and your work and your expertise in this field. Um, and feel free to reach out to us at the chamber if you need anything else. But thank you again and, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much and, and stay safe. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Advancing Oceanside podcast brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Continue with us on our journey to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for Oceanside. You can view all of our other podcasts on any podcast listening locations, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or visit our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe to catch all the latest updates on all things Oceanside. Join us next week as we host another influential leader from our community.